One, two, three. Welcome back. No. One, two, three. Welcome, Welcome back to Des Moines and Dragons. I'm your dungeon master and host, Paul Privateer. We are on part three of episode... 12? Thir- 13? 12. I was trying to think of what 12 is in Spanish, and I didn't want to butcher it. Oh, I know this. 12. It's not Spanish. Dos. Uh, dos. Dos. <sighs> Shouldn't be doing this. You say cator- Yeah. yeah Dose. Yeah. Once, dose. Once, dose. Trece. That's 13. Wow. I was just adding to oh, Yes, ending. Uh, Shut up. This, <laughs> this episode brought to you by Dora the Explorer. This is where we talked about Dora the Explorer for two minutes. Now back to our regularly scheduled episode. And we are way past the intro section. No, it's fine. This is what gives us character. Uh, uh, We fade in on Oriok and Ormella. Ormella. We're on Ornok. We fade in on Ornox. There it is. We did it. We did it. I like how I cover the microphone. Like, that's going to fucking. Yeah, it's work. just. Apologize to the listeners for the shrieking. Listen up, everyone. <laughs> it's never going to stop. I'm never going to change. This oh, is we me. Know. This is me. Get the boom. Step up or step out. That's all I'm saying. There you go. Great. Step up to the streets. Step up or step out. So we find Orzok and Orn. Sorry. No. Go on. Orzok and Ornella on Takari back, uh, just hauling ass. Nice. Yeah. Eastward towards Katir. I guess it would be like southeast. Hauling ass. Hauling oats. What does Davery do? Oh, we do a flashback to like, so we see this uh, running scene and cut to a flashback of of you all standing there, people getting ready to leave. And Davery walks up to you, Ornella, and he says, I'm going to stay with the, the speaker. He's showing me how to do things, and I think if I learn from him, I could I could actually be useful, and I think I would just be in the way if I went with you. And I wouldn't want to put myself, or I wouldn't want to put you, either of you, at risk just for doing something that, quite frankly, I'm not very good at doing. And, and really, when I think about it, I don't think it's a great idea for me to be that in that kind of way helping you much, because, let's face it, I'm, I kiss him. Oh, And it's this really soft and quiet, beautiful moment where, like, his eyes are, like, wide open, like, oh, God, how do I? And then he, like, yeah, and there's this, like, soft, tender scene of you two kissing each other. And it's really, it's it's sweet. And if this was a comedy movie, all of the dudes would be like, yeah. <laughs> but it's not. We have this really tender, yeah, yeah. sweet scene. I like that. And then. He like pulls his head back and he was like, um, um, come back. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to load the, 
the lizard. Um, okay, I'm gonna. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna go. Step this way. Yeah, but okay. the lizard's right. Yeah, I get it. You're. Okay, I'm sorry. It's a... <laughs> there's a silhouette. There's the sun, and there's a silhouette of a, the guy on a thing, just looking over his shoulder at this happening, kind of shaking. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on. And he there's like work to be done. Walks over to like awkwardly, like there's no reason that he needs to. Like there's so much space around us. Tons of space. Millions of miles of space. (laughs) But he like very awkwardly like scoots around you and I think um like walks past you and then turns quick and gives you a little kiss on the cheek before you leave. And uh you see him we we the there's a camera angle of like Ornella walking towards the camera and Davery walking away, and we see him kind of like skip in his step a little bit. As he walks towards the Takari. And then we flash back towards you guys, like, riding quickly. Uh, It's late in the afternoon. The overcast sky has resumed, and it's gotten even darker and more menacing and foreboding. And we we see, zoomed in, uh, of this in slow motion, the Takari's arms reaching out and digging into the dirt with its foreclaws and pulling itself forward. And uh, see the flecks of dust and dirt fly up from between its claws we pan up and see the uh the rider's legs on these stirrups and the the rider's body ornella and orzok's bodies are 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 floating just above the saddle heads look looking forward and we fade to black we come back up uh it's late in the evening and um orzok you know that uh katir is uh, if you kept tra- if you keep traveling in the night, you can get there by by late late in the evening. But it's starting to get dark, and travel at night in in the Kalak is not always advised. Right. But what do you do? Um, as we're riding, I kind of start slowing down my Takari, and I'm this is kind of more of a lope. And as what happens is probably her Takari starts overtaking. I'm like. Kind of do a little whistle and mm-hmm. slows down a bit. And as we're riding, I'm like, when I say, uh, ideally we would do this early dawn, late morning, early morning. We probably should find some place to camp so we can hit Katir at the right time and give ourselves a little bit of time to find out if there's any trouble about. Yes, I think that's an excellent idea. Right then, should I find a spot? Yes. So, take back off and kind of looking for a place to camp, like with something with an overhang with mm-hmm. a couple, like at least two sides that are kind of covered or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we find that, you know, get the... To, you know, there's water nearby. I don't know how that is, but, uh, you know, something to kind of feed the animals as well. So they're at their utmost strength. Yeah, you're able, you, you accomplish that. Okay, cool. So what I would, what I envision is there's, a, you know, the whole, the whole area has got these different canyons and these different canyon walls and different, what we would call spines. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a, a place that was probably maybe an ocean at one point or another 
millions of years ago in the evolution of this planet. It's arid. It's been windswept. It's been, you know, there's places where rivers that are now small little just dribbles of water. But, you know, 20,000 years ago, they may have been a river or whatever. We've climbed up halfway up this cliff and we found this kind of like this kind of carved out section where maybe. It's just like there uh, you go. Some he's rendering showing the, some renderings to everybody else. Just and think it, like the American Southwest. Exactly. So, but particularly for our little camp, there's a place where one of these spines had actually withered small enough that it fell. Oh yeah, and hit another one and chunked out a section and then fallen off. Perfect. And so there's like this really cool, like almost kind of like a deck yeah where if you got up there you're in a perfect spot because it's the reason it fell is because all the weather on this side wore it away and made it fall the other direction mm -hmm. this is just this spot and we we the takari will climb up in there and we don't really have to care for them so much just because they're pretty autonomous oh so. yeah <clears throat> they can do their thing and you're start, much smarter than horses start chipping away <laughs> with a flint making a fire and uh, there we are. Uh, I mean, did you do you have any have anything you want to say? Like what we we can fast forward through this right. scene, I, or I guess make it what you guys I would want. Say, yeah, right. So I feel like this uh, camp out is <laughs> the energy and the atmosphere is a little bit different than right. the last camp For out sure. that just Orzak and Ornella had, which was very tense. And, yeah, right. And yelly. This is filled with, like, purpose and, uh, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. Yep. I think that's... Yeah, I. That you know, the, the big thing is, I just kind of say... Actually, I don't say... I need to roll for inspiration. I need to roll to decide which way I'm going to go. That's a nice D&D &D trope. Mm-hmm. Roll it. I don't say a lot. Especially with the last few times that you and I have been together privately is uncharacteristic. Mm-hmm. And I set my sword out. And you actually... What I do is I put that sword in the fire. And I keep dragging it through the coals. And unlike a, a blade made of steel, it doesn't heat. Mm. It you don't see it get glowing hot or mm -hmm. anything. And he takes it and he's comes like dragging it across stone and stuff, and it's a little different. So uh, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so. Uh, unless you guys have anything we'd pick up from the following morning. Yeah. I don't have anything. So uh, the next morning we see you guys. Uh, again, the camera resumes position and we come back, faded to black from the evening and come back up again to the Takari just like grinding their feet through the earth, uh, racing towards um, the city. And you can see up ahead the telltale signs of the south spine that tells you you're getting close. You can see... The relatively flat canyonous land change into these tall, like Devil's Tower-esque right. tower um, rock formations. And 
way, way far in the distance, you can see the telltale plateau of that the city of Katir sits on. Right, and one thing I would say is like if ever there was a fire anywhere, you would see it. Right, so anytime you, you know, any of these scouts would make camp, they'd have to find something that's got cover because there's really never. There's no trees to obscure anything. There's nothing. Right. So if there's a so we've been probably seeing this black plume of smoke mm-hmm. where these machines of war or we, we don't really know. It's been there forever. And it may be one of those weird things like it's a false it's like a comfort because you know where you're going, but the longer you're riding you realize how much larger it probably is and it's just been there. Been there. Like all day, we keep seeing it as we're riding. It's getting slower, and sl- we're getting closer and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you you begin approaching, and um, I'm passing a drawing over to uh, Ornella and Orzok just to give them a better like map mm-hmm. of what of what we're going up against. But describing it for those listening, you have the city of Katir, which is sits on this relatively circular plateau and um atop it is these stone and uh rock buildings that are covered on the roofs with this shimmering black uh metallic structure uh on the north and east uh sides of the city are formations of men um that have uh, moved large uh, siege towers, which are essentially covered ladders that people can climb up without being shot with arrows, mm-hmm. but more abundantly are siege ladders all along the north and the east face of the city. Uh, you, you, As you ride up, you can see that the south uh, and the west side of the city is the terrain is a little rougher there there's more rocks and debris and rubble so it's more difficult for those sort of things to exist there so they're left relatively unguarded uh you do see a formation of men that have formed a long uh line of spearmen with a contingent of cavalry behind them on the south side and let me see what else you would yeah like like over here like over here Okay. Um, on the south uh, southwest corner of the that's city. That's the direction we're coming from. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that should be yeah. Oh, and uh, I guess we see from the the queen's the northerner's position. You see every once in a while a, a fireball launch from the ground and slam into the side of the city, knocking stone and brick and mortar down, cascading uh, all around. Okay. So the, yeah, this is the teal guard. Uh, this this is up here to the north, these oh. positions, oh, oh, and down there's, there. Oh. There's some sort of positioning of foreigners here. Yeah. And we're kind of riding up in that direction. Yep. Okay. I also, um, mentally, I'm aware of the fact that the way we would have to escape would have to come through them. Um, so as we're riding, we... Well, actually, so what here... Like not retconning, but we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we have stopped. So we got to a point. Let I, what I like to think of is maybe the city of Katir is like what would have been in a huge lake at what like like almost prehistoric lake mm-hmm. where there was an island in the middle. Yeah, it, it's actually getting smaller. So maybe they've actually reduced the size of the city and built like like kind of almost like. Uh, 
temporary housing along the cliffs as they've gotten lower. So mm-hmm. like the people that lived on the outskirts over the last few hundred years, they live lower than the people on the top because they've just been kind of building outward as this cliff face keeps eroding. Yeah. So it's like really stark contrast, right? Yep. So we've approached from this this one position in this, but these guys, the Teal Guard, are in that where the, the major inflow into the river used to would have been right it's like mm-hmm. think of the mississippi dumping in the into the uh um the gulf the gulf right yep. so this huge river basin that doesn't exist anymore but carved out this swath where it's a very obvious path for a bunch of army you know the yep. army is to be easy in. for siege right. weapons to move so we're it. coming <laughs> in from like these this top part but so we kind of sc- screech to a halt and we're looking over the and we're almost maybe even equal playing like equal plane with the city Mm -hmm. at this point and we could just kind of see what's going on and uh um i i i I basically that is what was once the beautiful city of katia and i point and you see this city that was you probably never seen architecture like that and it's just sitting there and the front half of it's on fire and the second half is like you know weathered by mm-hmm. yeah the sand and the and the wind and that's where we're going to go <laughs> sorry i was stuck in this chair <laughs> yes yes what's what happens when we get inside kind of chip up the the takari and kind of get to the edge, and I kind of wave her forward, and I point. Um, it's almost like a, like a like I'm pointing down at like a forty degree angle, and you can, our, the cliff that we're on is real steep, and it slopes down, and goes across, and it goes really fast up, and I'm and I'm pointing over to a section. There's a honeycomb of inlets into the city over there but we can also get over the wall and as i'm pointing you maybe you there's troops down there and i don't i'm pointing at this stuff and aiming at it and you said there was a back road is that these these honeycomb right all right what about all the the men that are down there And I kind of like what, and smoke kind of clears because it's like kind of blowing in our face. The mm-hmm. wind's like blowing towards us. That's our escape route. It's yeah, it's occupied. And using my ability that I didn't know I had until this morning when I leveled up, how how many people are down there? I'm look using yeah. that that eagle sh- stuff. Um, can you just for the sake of the audience, sure, can you sure, t- explain sure. what that is? It's a path of the eagle, or it's something. Yes. Do you uh, want to use my book? Well, I can tell you what it is. I can see up to a mile away without any hindrance, and um, I can actually see with detail. Uh, if I look, want to see detail up to a hundred feet away, I get advantage. Okay. Nice. 
So you you see you note that uh, the forces. So you're you're talking about the ones that are the south that you would potentially right. have to go through. Right. Uh, so you you uh, firstly you notice that they are. Um, you see the the cavalry look different than what you would expect the uh, teal guard cavalry to look like. They're in this uh, while they are like all of the queen's armies represent and wear teal, um, but these have the uh, aquamarine coloring that would be from jury. So you see their armor is um, colored like that of the jury cavalrymen, the line breakers, and you see several uh, formations of spearmen set up. They're from jury. Yes. Aren't they technically on our side? What if we approach them, said we have orders from the Viscount? That would be on you. They're not going to believe me. I'll do it. Let's ride down there and see what happens. All right. Yeah. Kind of slide down the hill a bit. Crawling. Yeah. I feel like at this point you're proficient. Like... You know, not a lifetime, but Into I'm definitely not slowing down because yeah. you've been catching up and stuff, you know. Cool. Am I still riding your Takari? No. No? No. Cool. No, no, no. 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 Oh, no. No, no, no. no. Nope, this is a thing. Uh, you you approach, and as you you move towards the, uh, the formation, you can see that four... Uh, horses split off from the formation of cavalry and begin riding towards you. And uh, eventually they get close to you and uh, they sort of spread out and make like a kind of give themselves a wide berth with the uh, one horseman in the middle. And then there's two sort of outriders that kind of go to your flanks. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're like 50 yards. They're like 50 yards away from you. And the man calls out and says, Hey, who goes there? Um, Lady Ornella. I come with orders from the Viscount. We are to enter the city. Th- uh, through the through you. There's a pause. Lady Ornella, you say? Yes. There's this tense moment that we see... Maybe like a sweat bead. We get a close-up of Ornella's forehead and a uh, bead of sweat go down. Uh, we we watch, get a close-up of Orzok's hand as it ripples along the uh, handle of his sword. All right, then. See yourselves through. And the, two, uh, the three horsemen uh, turn around and head back to the formation. I go move quickly. I move quickly through these people. Yeah, we rip and fire. All yeah. eyes are on you. They're all just like watching these beasts, these strange creatures from another land just haul dick over the landscape <laughs> right towards Katir. So the I whole love, I, I love yeah, dick. right. <laughs> the Jesus. whole the whole thing is like that that weird thin path through the through the camp. We just Imagine a snake, like just yeah, you know, with little resistance, just like finding its way through, right? Yeah. All right. So, so it's not like we're slowing down and like, 
on the yeah check us like, out yeah, yeah we're like we don't no, even give a fuck eyes, yeah. fast eyes as a ahead bolt. yeah so we we the scene changes from watching you climb the the Takari go to the the cliff face and you just begin ascending mm-hmm. so it fades to black and we fade back up and we the camera is positioned on a city street the buildings look to be that of like the Katir stone structures the rounded dome roofs made of stone brick mud uh and they all the the roofs of all the buildings are lined with this ferro material this reflective black um fabric and we the camera sits looking down an alley or down a, a thoroughfare and we see a woman come running out from between two buildings and she's sprinting as fast as she can and then we hear a and a black bolt comes screeching from where the camera is looking and uh, nails her in the chest and the momentum and weight of this thing is so significant that it moves her off a stride and she tumbles and crumples to the ground. The camera pivots and turns and we see a uh, group of teal guard in formation and there's a man at the front of them who's in this ornate silvered armor and he's got a long blue cape that his helm is that of a wolf's face. And uh, he lifts the visor up with one hand, and you see in his other hand is this wicked black crossbow that's just this enormously heavy crossbow that has a big black strap that goes across his back. And he lifts the head up, and he turns back, and he says, How many points, boys? And uh, one of the men types... uh, one of the men replies, like, not good enough. She was running astride from you. That ain't no shot worth a damn. And the the man with the the visor uh, smiles as he takes uh, from his side a, another long metal bolt and puts it into the crossbow and begins cranking the, uh, the uh, crossbow uh, bow back. And he says, uh, well, let's see if we can get some more then. All right, men, fan out. Bring them out of their homes. Uh, have them brought to the square. I want to see them. Can we hear? Th- can we hear this? No, this no. is all happening. This okay. is like happening a, a side by side scene. Okay. And uh, we uh, fade back to black, and we come up on you two as the Takari are about to crest the top of the uh, city walls. So like this kind of gecko like movement along these cliff faces, you know, always trying to find the right. Hand. You know, uh, spot to get in. Um, at this point, as we're getting closer, we're we're very we're in we're pretty much in the city. You can just we can hear it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you can hear the pounding of the catapults and the trebuchets on the outside, just hitting the city. Mm-hmm. And inside, it's quiet. You can hear. Every once in a while, the scream of help or whatever it is, or some sort of problematic thing. Yeah, a, a northern, cry, a scream. Right, on yeah. the northern side of the city, but on yep. our side of the city, it's dead quiet. Yep. And so we get close to like that, where the honeycomb part of the city is, where you can get in and out. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of gesture us to go farther and we make our way up 
and you we get to kind of a point where the city is kind of well there's like a out like where the earth is still is and then the wall starts and then i make a couple clicking sounds and we start doing a more difficult rise up but we're actually scaling the walls now on the city we get these cool shots of the takari's uh claws like digging deep into the stone and uh giving itself enough leverage so that it can pull like up this sheer uh uh wall to the top so we crest the wall and it's almost like this kind of thing where Mine, as it kind of gets over, it just kind of... Actually, some bricks and stuff fall inward, and it's like... Kind of falls down, and it's kind of looking... And it doesn't look like this is the best way to handle the situation, but that's what it is. It's up there, and it's kind of perched. And Ornella's uh, Takari kind of comes up and does the same kind of thing, where basically, like, half, you know, half the the four legs are in the front... on, On the other side of the wall... The back legs are really gripping on the on the outside of the wall. And we're just kind of sitting there and we're looking. Um, and at this point, I remember that I haven't really seen this much of this part of the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's where we're at. Well, um, I the the from your time with the Tosrik and their people, you know, like. It, you don't know like the specific customs or the specific significance of certain buildings, but the one building that you know for sure is of the most important in this whole city is called the Dora Mastakar, uh, Dome of the Old Ones. It is where their circle has their meetings, where they discuss trade, basically where everything is done that involves the Tosric is done in the Dora Mastakar. And that's basically towards the center of the city. It's this tall uh, domed, um, but the dome is just completely made up of this uh, pharaoh uh, material. And uh, rumor is that the, the pharaoh material in that way gives the circle some, uh, uh, oh, what is that? Damn it. Foresight. Um, clairvoyance. Clairvoyance. Thank you. Uh, the uh, the way that it's constructed and the angles and all of that sure, uh, sure. amplifies yeah. certain abilities. So Cool. You don't know any other buildings but that one. So so we take a moment, kind of look over, and I look at Ornella, and, you know, backlit behind the fires on the other side, you mm-hmm. see this kind of almost like a, not circus kind of tent look, but it like is start mm-hmm. like a really steep angle up, and you see this kind of sweeping shape in the for in the for in in the in the foreground. And I look at her and I said, I "Think we should probably start there." I am a stranger in a strange land, my friend. I'm following you. <laughs> and then, and we just start going down. Awesome. Uh, roll perception for me, both of you. Womp womp. It was a six. Um, plus two. 
would have been better, but it's fine. It's all good. Not a big deal. I'm Could just, just... going to make sure that this doesn't give me a bonus to... Uh, right. Where... <laughs> you don't impose disadvantage on perception checks. Okay. Just... So, and okay. you you don't have anything against being do you have anything against being surprised as a barbarian? No. Okay. No. Uh, so you guys are cruising. Should I ra- roll? Oh yes, please. Sorry, I didn't, didn't I didn't realize you didn't roll. Uh, seven. Two. Perception. All right, that's a nineteen. Okay, so you uh. You two are running towards the uh, this the the Mastikar, and you pass through a, uh, a a street, a thoroughfare, at an intersection, and uh, several crossbow bolts come screaming out of the alleyway towards uh, both of your Takaris. Um, you you're able to yank the Takari to the side to get out of the way, but Ornella, your Takari takes two good-sized crossbow bolts to the side of its body, and it screeches and shrieks. Make a animal handling roll for me, please, at disadvantage. Seventeen or twelve, so twelve. Twelve. Okay, yeah. so not that bad. The uh, the Takari bucks and throws and uh, turns its body to 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 go away from whatever attacked it, and you lose your balance on it and are no longer. You're not maintaining a a, a good ride atop it, so you would have to like either jump off of it or spend around like securing yourself atop of it before you can make any other action. Let's roll initiative real quick. These dudes are fucked. We're not doing great either. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, Orzak. Five. Wow. Ornella. Eight. That's nuts. Uh, so. That's nuts. So you see the there are four teal guard soldiers um, armed with heavy crossbows that come out of the the alley and now. Because you have run past, you're running down this street, right? And they come out perpendicular to you. So mm-hmm. they're now, they would technically be behind you. Mm. Um, and they've drawn a bead on you. Um, and they're going to shoot it. Well, no, because they shot. So they would have to, oh, fuck. They're going to have to spend their turn to reload. I forgot. Yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> um, I come, I'm so, coming for the domes. Going for the domes. <laughs> I'm always coming for the domes. Ornella, the dome shot. Ornella, it's your turn. That you see them start to, you see them start to reload. But they're like far away from us. I mean, you zoomed past them. We'll say they're like sixty feet behind you or okay. more. So, and you're on Takari back. Okay. 
Um, so I want to move to them. So you have to, if you want to... How many are there? Uh, there's four. Okay. And if you want to stay on the Takari, you'll have to roll animal handling to try to regain control of it because okay. it's wigged the fuck out yeah. and it's not yours. So it's thrown off. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you can hop off of it and you can take your turn as normal. Um, that's kind of kind of what she can do. I want to roll animal handling and see if I can stay on. Okay. And you don't have to roll a disadvantage this time. Just a straight up okay. animal handling. 14. Okay. Versus, so this thing's going to make a will save. <laughs> um, this thing, uh, you try, I guess, what does this look like? What, like? How are you trying to get this thing to mellow out? Um, I think that I instinctively kind of think of a horse and I'm trying to like squeeze with like my like inner legs to try to like just like chill it out mm -hmm. uh, while also just like I, I think I, I've like leaned forwards so now I'm almost like hugging it and just trying to like force my body weight to like back in the center yeah and this thing is just while, like yeah, while booking it's it moving and it uh you 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 see its eye, like it turns its head ever so slightly and the eye on the side of its head, its eyeball like locks locks eyes with you and you see the iris shrink and dilate again and it it like slows and stops and it, it shrugs and it you can see its arm trying to work the crossbow bolts out of its side with its elbow. Um, but you have control of the Takari now. What do you want to do? Take those things out of its arm. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. I do that. It it makes a, uh, I don't want to do it because my voice is too fucked up and it'll just sound really screechy and terrible. But like those, uh, if you've seen, I think it's Attack of the Clones, the uh, little lizard thing that Obi-Wan Kenobi rides on. It's oh, yeah. Like, bop, bop, bop. yeah. Like they make this sort of echoey, cool. yeah. uh, screechy sound. And uh, it screech, it, as you pull the, yeah, like that. That pulls, was really good. That was pretty good, yeah. Thanks. As you pull the crossbow bolts out of its side. But now I'm in control. Oh, yeah. So now I want to move. Oh, yeah. And go for dome. Go for dome. All right. Um, I think I have the spine. Do you have the Takari stat sheet printed out, Jason, by chance? That I should have done that, and I apologize. Um, I'll get it pulled up on my end here. One moment, poor favor. Do, do, do. I have that. <sighs> um, yeah, I, I made a stat sheet for it, actually. <laughs> I failed. No, you didn't. I, I'm assuming it's in my Dungeon Master folder that you guys don't have access to. So that's... Yeah, here we go. Um, Watch those pretzels. Stat block, yo. So yep. um, Dakari's speed is 40 feet, and it can leap 25 feet. Uh so you can get close to them, uh, but you the not having control of the Takari just made too much mm -hmm. forward not close progress. Up to hit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you're coming like right at them. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next up in turn order, turn order is uh, Teal Guardsman two and Teal Guardsman four. Uh, they both reload their crossbows. Uh, Orzok, you are within striking distance of these motherfuckers. Yeah. Don't like them. Um, so doing the standard, uh, kind of, uh, military tactic that we use, the Takari is running and he just kind of 
pop, pop, puffs up his back, and I just leap off his back with the sword right into that group of these fucking archers, whatever they are, dudes with crossbows. But the whole idea is these guys are... I'm going to start fighting him, but the Takari is now also loose to start fighting as well. Yep, I rolled initiative for the Takari, and it's its initiative is 16, so it goes oh, first nice. next round, which is good. good. Um, so but, I'm going to strike a dude. Yeah, you strike but a as dude. I'm, as I'm leaping, free action, rage, it's just like the medieval word of fuck is like, fuck you. I don't even know. What you can yell fuck you. Fuck you! Yeah, <laughs> is uh is Sebastian Bach? Uh, do you no, turn into Sebastian Bach into when you like fucking Axl Rose? Except <laughs> instead of twenty years of no production, <laughs> I'm going to start producing content. Excellent death content. Do it. Um, death, right. death, death. So let me make sure I have all my shields together. All right. Okay. Gonna. I'm actually gonna fucking. Re- I'm gonna go crazy on these guys, so I'm gonna do um, what? It, what is that? The savage attack? No, it's the relentless attack or whatever it is. Where I'm reckless attack. Reckless attack. That's it. Where I can roll. You lose an, you, yeah. But I you, you lose know. it. Arm your armor class goes down. Yes. Yep. Oh sweet. Well, I guess I didn't need it because I rolled a sixteen and a seventeen. So if I'm that's like a twenty four. Yeah, their shit. AC is not that high. Cool. <laughs> All right. One D twelve. Plus seven plus two. That sucks. Nine. Uh, nine damage. On nine. That hit. Okay. I'll do the same on the extra attack. Extra attack. Uh. Look at these dudes. How are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. You're so cute. 22 hits, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second attack is... uh, That's a 13. 13 damage. Yeah. So the first one was whatever I told you, a 7 or a 5 or something. 5, I think. This one's a 13. Okay. Let me just see how much... I can't remember how many hit dice these guys have. Bear near near. Bear near near. All right. Uh, so he is bloody, bloodied. And now it is uh, the third guy's turn. He, seeing you attack one of his own, throws his crossbow to the ground. And draws his longsword. Um, LS. LS. You know, maybe I should have a little Long John Silvers today after here the LS. That, that sounds <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, that Long sounds... John Silvers makes me <sighs> feel sad. So poopy. Literally. It is the Takari's turn. Literally. So uh, this is fun. I, I get to use these rules. So the Takari... Uh, I built a uh, I built a character sh- well uh, a monster stat block for the Takari. The Takari have a, a an ability called Epic Leap. Using its powerful rear legs, the lizard can leap its move. If moving in this way, the Takari can use a bonus action to make to move its glide distance. Add plus four to hit and one extra damage dice to making an attack. 
So basically this thing leaps up into the air, throws you off of it, and extends its claws out, and it is going to tear one of these motherfuckers in half. Nice. So um, it was plus, so overall plus eight to hit, uh, which is good because it only rolled a six. And then, is it a plus four? Eight. Eight plus six. Oh, so it, oh no, it totally doesn't. Do I get advantage? No, I don't think so. You missed. Yeah, I missed. That's a <laughs> that's a bummer. So so one of the uh, the teal guardsmen um, sees this thing coming through the air and like less by skill and more by accident. I think he fumbles with his crossbow and like ducks to catch it, and we just see these claws come inches over his head, and it is uh, the guard that you hit. It's his turn. He uh, throws the crossbow to the ground, draws a longsword, and goes to stab you, Orzok, in the balls. Oh, ball shot. And he misses. Um, well, wait. What is your AC with its reckless attack penalty? Roll two dice. Damn it. Okay. If what? I'm using that attack for that round, you can roll two. So I basically my defense is at dis- disadvantage. So I, I have to take the... I take the higher. Higher. I get advantage to attack. Okay, that's what it is. So I still miss. And And next, (laughs) next it is Ornella's turn. Hi, I would like to get closer to someone to hit them with my axe. You can do that this turn if you want. Cool. On Takari back or not, whatever you want. I would like to not be on Takari back. Okay. Oh, okay. So do you do... Uh, you probably don't make the same move that uh, Orzok does because that comes with years of training. And But what what does this look like as you engage with the enemy? Um, oh, boy. So I have to get off this thing and then... I mean, so it, I just, we, yeah. we don't have to make it any big thing. Yeah, I just... Um, Kind of like just like swing my leg around and just step off of it mm-hmm. pretty qu- quickly, and then keep in stride with yeah. it. And this thing is just gonna like run and attack these dudes. It yeah. sees another Takari and Orzok fighting. It it's out yeah, for blood. Yeah, it's going. I'll so, roll. Yeah. Okay. Um, o n Takari. On Takari. Cool. Dex is plus two, so goes it turns. Wow, everyone's. Everyone so except Orzok's Dakari is garbage. Yeah. So nice. your turn, Ornella. What do yeah. you? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. You're gonna bash some skulls. Yeah. Are you gonna attack the dude that's attacking Jason? So there's there's one guy that's attacking Jason with a longsword. Mm-hmm. There's one guy with a longsword that's moving to uh, attack one of the Takaris, and then there's two guys with crossbows that have reloaded. I'm gonna go for a crossbow guy. Oh, okay. Means he can't shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> that's no it's good okay do your do that thing my earrings earrings classical earrings oh that was no good um that's on nine yeah nine plus five where's my character sheet character that's still not it okay yeah uh with my great axe was five so no it'd be plus six now because your proficiency bonus went up so it's plus six so it's your strength plus proficiency. Bonus is plus three. 
Right, so you add your proficiency and oh. your strength mod, and that's what your total attack roll should be. So what? Uh, so it should just be <laughs> six plus uh, nine is fifteen. Yeah. Yep. Plus three plus three plus nine. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So nine plus six is a number. Fifteen. 15. Yep. And you miss. Oh. We've got. They've got. Uh, I have a second attack. Yeah. <laughs> that was so much work. <laughs> <laughs> For nothing. You yeah. achieve nothing. Oh well, that was. I'm the mighty monarch. So that's. Uh, <laughs> Three plus three plus three is not enough. You were whiffing. Oh, man. All right. Um, yeah? What's up? I don't think I have anything else I can do. Uh, you could do a, uh, uh, what is that? Um, an action surge. Action surge and attack again. Um, keep in mind that those are only recovered after a long rest. Yeah, I fucking know. Sorry, sorry. I'm not trying to mansplain. <laughs> no, I'm just trying kidding. to DM splain. <laughs> just giving you shit. It's fine. I'll whatever Ass happens plane. happens. Ass, Ass plane. We haven't had any like combat, and I'm rusty. It's okay. This this is fun, fun diddly done. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Let's it is it. Uh, one of the crossbowmen. So we'll say you're attacking number four. So one of the crossbowmen uh, who has unmolested at this point aims his crossbow at you Ornella his heavy crossbow and shoots god damn it and misses and goes wide um, and it, I, you know it's dark and it's chaotic and there's these screaming beasts around it's uh, it's it's hard to hit like smoking shit yeah yeah, yeah. Shit. now now it's the guy that you're attacking Ornella it's his turn he's gonna longsword you and he crits um so you take this much plus four. So you take eight damage. Okay. And then that's the... Mark and Nate, dude. What? Nobody gets it. <laughs> that's a very important line. <laughs> oh, shit. What? It's from a movie that I happen to love very much. Mark and Nate, dude. You took across the line, Smokey. Oh, uh, now it is, <laughs> now it is another long sword guy and he, yes. And he is going to, who's he, he's attacking the Takari, which we'll see if this proves helpful. Uh, he misses the Takari. The Takari is going to use its ability to repost. Uh, when a creature makes an attack against a cre this creature within five feet of it, the creature uh, gets to make an attack as a bonus action. Nice. So this this guy tries to stab the Takari, and the Takari's head whips around, and it lunges at him with his claws. God damn it, and he misses. <laughs> this is, like, not good. Uh, now it is Orzok's Takari's turn. Uh, he hits, Yeah. and he does... <laughs> Seven plus four is eleven damage to this guy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And now it is Ornella's turn. Me again? Yep. Cool. Um, I'm gonna swing again at the crossbow guy. Okay. Well, he's now a longsword guy. He was a crossbow guy, but he stopped. Now do they all have longswords? There's one guy with a crossbow now. Yeah, you right. All right. Well, this still the same guy. Okay. I got you. You right. You right. Yeah, you right. Do it. God 
fucking damn it. Not enough. Ah, I'm so mad. Whoa. I cannot roll today. You get a second attack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting ragey. You are. God damn it. All right. That's, wait, seven plus six. No. It's not... A, uh, next up is <laughs> the guy fighting Orzok. Uh, he rolls a 19. Yeah. Fuck. That's a hit. They're long swords, so they're D8 damage. Uh, you take uh, four damage. Cool. Oh, and then. Uh, oh, wait. Actually, I take two. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Ornella's Takari's turn. It hits. Somebody's got to. <laughs> and it does 12 damage. There you go. Bah. Gang, gang. <laughs> gang, gang. And now it is uh, two more. Yeah. The guards attacking Ornella go miss and miss. Now it is your turn. All right. The guy in front of me, how bad off is he? He's he's fucked up. He's bloodied. All right. None of them are at death's door I'm going to do a reckless attack at him. Okay. Um, 20, does that hit? Yep. Yep. That's good. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's do 12. Right there, right there. Uh, how do you kill him? Fuck, finally. Um So it's there's a lot of stuff going on. It's basically a quick hit on the shoulder and it goes into it. It's like in Rob Roy, if you've ever seen that movie. Just like this and it goes down about chest deep and as I yank it out, the like lung comes out with it. <laughs> yeah. And it, as I do that, I turn and I look at the next guy. And, um, well, it's going to happen. A little bit of poop comes out. A little bit of poop. And the next guy, is he damaged or not? What's the next guy? No, the next guy is, uh, the next guy closest to you would be the crossbow guy that's oh, shooting at Ornella. for sure. I'm going reckless on him, too. Which is good, because I rolled, instead of a 1, I rolled a 20. That hits. Okay. That's going to be 10 damage. Okay. Now it is... That was Orzok's turn. So now the guy that's fighting Ornella attacks her and roll... Well, no. It was a t guy fighting the Takari, and he misses. Top of the turn order, uh, we uh, the guardsman turns to see his friend slain at your hand and screams, Help! We need help! Help! And the uh, you hear the sounds of boots marching chunk, 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 from uh, down the street from where these guys were, uh, and we see a uh, a formation of teal guard of like the re teal guard regulars, um, a formation of twelve of them, uh, spears up, sh uh, shields out, uh, spears down. Uh, aim down towards you and start running down the thoroughfare now seeing you guys it's way too many 
Do we have a opportunity to disengage? You will. Hey, Harbeck. So you you've uh, you you're with uh, you're in your describe how you're with flying right now. So it's been overcast for days. Um, we see Harbeck's beard and long hair with um, water dripping down it, <laughs> and we zoom out, and Harbeck's got a leather strap. Uh, across his eyes like the one Orzak wore uh, to get through the desert and shielding his eyes. Um, zoom out a little more and we see the Azak here with its new horn uh, like a rose's thorn and flowers blooming from it as he's tearing through the clouds in the sky and then it begins to rain on the battlefield um, and Harbeck holds his figurine and whispers Balarat, hear my prayer. I need you now. And he calls uh, upon the forces inside himself, and he feels his new divinity welling up inside of him. And then he says, boom. And he calls lightning, and every target within five feet has to do a dex save. I'm aiming for that new line that just showed up. <laughs> what the fuck? So you guys just see out of nowhere... I'm not even going to do it. It's, yeah, just lightning bolts, just just erupting. And the thunder across the canyon as they strike. Yeah, just decimate them. And where there was a formation of these regulars. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. I was so happy when you said that, too. (laughs) Just this formation, like the dust clears and you just see these, like, charred black corpses writhing in pain or, like, maybe just having leftover electricity running through their bodies. It's hard to say. And the the veterans that are attacking you, all of this, they all exchange worried glances and then look up and you see this giant creature just tearing ass through the sky and it's sideways. You see the full wingspan as it's beginning to circle the structure of the city. And I'm going to take up positions sort of behind you guys and continue to circle around them. That screen went black. Is that important? No, it's just the screensaver. It's fine. Holy shit. Emboldened by the, this is like what I would see is like a, like a call for like, Go forth, son. This yeah. is true and right with the universe. It's like, just, ah! you know, it's like if I could double rage, I would. And like anybody that's running, and I'm just filled with joy at this point. So the attacks become less angry and more like meant to be. It becomes a celebration of right. violence. Right. It begins to <laughs> rain more on the battlefield. Heavy rain mixes with the dust and muck and sand as this parched landscape begins to soak it all in. Right. We. We uh, <clears throat> the camera pans then back and around through the city streets, and it does this cool like foom, 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 uh, navigating through these winding streets. And we come across uh, these men that we saw before, and they just have executed the last person in this section of town. And a body slumps over and falls dead with a big black crossbow bolt out its back. And one of the men calls over to the the um, well, to the alpha. And he says, sir, look, and points up, and we see these lightning strikes come down from the sky, all pinpointed at the same spot. And the brightness from the lightning uh, creates this black silhouette of the Azakir. And uh, you hear it screech and then more thunder. The, uh, the Alpha um, 
puts his slings his crossbow back and cracks his knuckles. He lifts up his helmet and we see the face of the man uh, clearly for the first time. Um, he's a uh, he's a human, uh, pale skinned. Um, he's got white a white beard, white eyes, white hair. He looks like the meanest, grossest, shittiest person you've ever seen. And a smile creeps across his face. Pack, form up. We're going hunting. We're bringing that thing down. And it fades to black. And there's like a silence that happens at the end of the episode where uh, the we as the audience expect there to be like some credits rolling. But one last scene appears and it is of the scale mother and the speaker arriving back at camp. Uh, they they go to the nest, and uh, no, 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 they don't. Um, they go to the scale mother's tent, and uh, wrapped in, uh, covered by a blanket, uh, she takes a blanket off and you see this writhing form of another barabundi he's tied up um, you can see his skin is cracking and breaking and one of his eyes has popped out of his head exposing like a red crustacean face behind it now now speak to me tell me what this is about the scale mother says emphatically let's see Scale Mother Onamaka, what does the term blood sun mean to you? She says, the blood sun is how the world was made. The sky rotted. It filled with blood. The lands were dead. Azakavito rose out of the cave and swallowed the swollen, corpulent sun. Eating it killed the serpent, but the serpent's gift and its dying moments were to spawn all the peoples of the world. It gave birth to the Barabundi first. Then it gave birth to the sun, what we call Orzan. The blood sun was your people's way of explaining. And the scale mother says, Our people. You are not our people. You are... What happened to you? And the, the creature's face twitches. The form you see before you is but a shell. He sacrificed his body so that I may speak to you. I am the scholar Varen Toyd, and it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Scale Mother. Fade to black. All right, everyone. Woo! Yay. That was fun. Woo. Holy balls. Like, next episode is going to be a real banger. <laughs> <laughs> Bangers and mash. <laughs> Bangers and mash. Um, Total mash at this point. We're going to go around the table and, and give folks a chance to plug stuff. Oh, that was, I don't like, <laughs> a, chance, a chance to tell us things that they're doing. Tell us about the things you're plugging. <laughs> tell us all about the things you're plugging up and plugging on. The regrets. <laughs> all the regrets. Uh, I'm going to start on my left. TM. That's me. Hi. Hi, Tim. What are you doing? Uh, playing D&D. Um, what are you doing later? Later, um, I don't actually know. Um, 
I know we have Chowdown every third Saturday of the month. We just had our show for June yesterday, last night, and it was a ton of fun. It was had, a blast. Had so many people there, and it was such a great show. So fun. We had a group from out of town come and just kill it, kill the show, and it was uh, so, so, so fun. So i um, like to encourage people to attend those shows, and if they can, uh, also try and support the Des Moines Social Club. There's a fundraiser out there right now trying to raise money for the nonprofit, so uh, that would allow us to continue doing things like this and the, the other things that they do at the social club that are so so fun yeah um i think that's i think that's it any any word on the next jam oh yeah um that'd be uh it's the first wednesday of every month so that'll be in a couple weeks here uh at lefty's live music in the drake neighborhood come out even if you've never done improv before if you just want to come watch or if you're interested you know come check it out there's a great community of people there who are very welcoming and friendly who mm-hmm. will be very happy to see new faces uh, playing with us. So. Yeah, it's a great time. All skill levels are welcome. And uh, yeah, me and Tim, well, mainly Tim, I'm there sometimes, but Tim, uh, <laughs> by virtue of Chowdown, hosts this mm-hmm. open, uh, this jam. So come out and hang out and have a good time with us. It's great. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks, Tim. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, Charity Barity. Hey. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, what's go- what's happening in your lives? Yeah, in my lives. Yes. All nine of them. All of them. Um, on Wednesday, June 26th at 8 p.m., I have a stand-up show at the Gas Lamp in beautiful downtown Des Moines. It's called uh, Goldmine at the Gas Lamp, Comedy Goldmine. And uh, yeah. Where can people uh, get tickets? Where do they get information on that? Uh, if they wanted Facebook? to look it up. Facebook? Yeah. You can look up Goldmine at the Gas Lamp or... I think it's hosted by Underground Comedy, Des Moines. So you Sweet. can search that. Tickets are probably, it looks like they're out the door only. Okay. Uh, but you get a free PBR with your ticket. Oh. Whoa. And if you... Classy AF. Yeah. And if you don't want that said free PBR, I will take it off your hands. Very rad. Um, but two, well, uh, three really awesome comedians that I kind of look up to Um and I'm now on a show with them instead of just like going to see them. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool for me. So awesome. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Care to name drop who they are? Uh, Matthew Jacobson mm-hmm. is our headliner. Cool. And I think that he's um, a very, very funny dude. Um, he's always been super supportive of me and, and the and the scene in general, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And Jack Lewis is also on that show. Oh, I love Jack. Love Jack. He's uh, very, very funny. And Sam Hershock. Hell yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Sounds like a fun cast. So that would yeah. be a great show. Check out uh, Goldmine at the Gas Lamp for more info on Facebook. Jason Monrovia. Mm. How you doing, bud? Mm. Is this like one of the best Father's Days? Mm. <laughs> Do you have anything to plug with grunts and toots? Oh, plug with grunts. Mm. Plug, plug with grunts. Mm. Opening for Aerosmith. Mm. <laughs> Uh, no, we're like, mm. oh, no. <laughs> don't want to open for Aerosmith. What? I don't want to be like old and dead. It's I don't like, want to close my eyes. It's like return to living dead. I want to fall asleep. Do you want to party? <laughs> By the way, if nobody's seen that at this table, watch Return to Living Dead. It's one of the best movies ever made. Um, I don't really, honestly, we're, the whole thing is Super Chief just trying to fucking get this fucking album done. Get this fucking um, album done. Get it in the hands of the guy mastering it so we can 
get that fucking target done. I will. I will actually do this, and would like to show you this. Uh, excuse me while I whip this out. Whip no. it out. Um, whip it out. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> 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 whip it out. That would have been so, so like that from Frozen. <laughs> Whip it out. Watch that. Whip it out. So pass that around. This is the album cover. Oh my fucking god. So imagine it's by it's by it's bisected so it folds like it's so the Oh, it wraps on, your I, on your left is the back. The, on the on your right is the front. Dude, I, I want to see it. I want. Paul's I face want this. So... I want this so Whoa. bad. Oh, Whoa. So that I, is rad. As we hell. have a we have a tentative title. Wow. I not saying. Yeah, don't say it yet. But we're super excited. Oh, I like the fact that they're getting it. But the other part is <laughs> they're getting it. He also did a logo for us. So the guy that did all the art. There's a guy named D- David Paul Seymour. He's from oh, Minneapolis. Like He's an incredibly good artist. Any of you out there that are looking, if you're in a band or you're in anything that takes yourself seriously, this guy is incredible to work with. He has a shit ton of followers on Instagram, but he's very professional. He's very reasonably priced for what he can do, but he's worth every dollar. Um so that's been the big event in the last couple of weeks. We've been listening to mixes for two or three weeks, but this we got the artwork in the last four or five days. I'm like, ooh, it's so. But he good. also gave us a logo, and I'll show you guys that because it's fucking sick. I, like I can't wait. We'll like we'll um, share it on the yeah, Facebook it's like page almost when it like a heavy metal. Where's Waldo? Dick. There's like all sorts <laughs> Dude, of crazy this, shit. This yeah. looks like the Barabundi. Oh like, sure, land, yeah, the yeah. Fucking spires yeah. and shit. That is so cool. Right. Yeah, anyway, maybe we'll throw this up online. Actually, we will not throw it up online because he has a clause that he wants. He gets to release it first. Oh, of course. Any good artist would. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I've been up to. But I really what I want to be up to is just going to all your guys' fucking comedy shows. But I'm (laughs) always dumb and horrible person. I mean. But I'm always dumb. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to make my plugs short. As always, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, Tim already went through the chow down plug, so I won't bore you with those again. But the big plugs. The, Tell us about your big plugs, my, Paul. My big plug that I want to share with you guys is the fact plug. that we are 154% funded on our Whoa. Indiegogo. Oh which Whoa. is like sort of incredible that over $1,000 of support has come our way. Yes. And it's really... I still don't understand and I'm I am crippled by imposter syndrome and think like I'm not good enough to do this and I am yeah. so appreciative of the generosity and consideration that people have given us. So like I said, as of today we're at 154% funding, $1,235. Oh um, we still have 20 days left on the campaign and if you enjoy what we're doing and you believe in us, I really would encourage you to contribute in whatever way you can, whether that's a like, a follow, a share, or if you have the financial availability, um, check out the perks that we have, and I promise you that these are worth your money, and uh, we've got stuff for everybody that um, has the means to contribute. We've got stuff for you. So uh, that's Indiegogo.com slash projects slash Des Moines and Dragons Live. You can just search Des Moines and Dragons Live on uh, any of your major search engines, and that should be the first result that pops up. 
So from me and the rest of the cast, we want to thank everybody for listening to yes. us today. Have a great Father's Day and a great week because this is dropping Mundaruski. Mundaruski. Which is Mundurumo. which is Paul for Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so don't work too hard this week, gang. Please and don't. we'll uh we'll talk to you all very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.